Hello and welcome to Songs for When. The music podcast designed to help you find the perfect playlist for every occasion. He is the sadness to my joy. It's George. (laughs) And she is much like the movie Joyful Noise in that she's only really liked by a specific group of niche gay men. It's (laughs) Em! They were both so good this week. Yeah, mine was cutting. I feel like actually last series you were you were much more cutting than I was, and so yeah. I just I've just uh, you know gone for it this time every week. You've embraced gonna, it, haven't you? Yeah, every episode I'm just going to get nastier and nastier. Like it's hard. <laughs> um. So this week we're talking about all things that bring us joy, right? Yeah, it's a joyful week. It's joy. Unspeakable joy. Classic. Yeah. I Banger. really like that song. Me too. It's actually from um AJ. Well, I, I found it from. Remember that RuPaul series on Netflix, AJ and the Queen. Oh yeah, I never mm. watched it, but I rem- I am aware of its existence. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was its problem in that nobody watched it and people were just aware of its existence, and that's why. The yeah. <laughs> um, the only thing I'll say based on AJ and the Queen is that song is that song was a wonderful discovery and RuPaul is never allowed to judge an acting challenge ever again. <gasps> Burn. <laughs> that was literally sizzling. <laughs> I've actually been learning quite a lot about podcasting um, recently, which is helpful after over 20 episodes. Okay, yeah. Because, um, so you know in Sex and the City, Carrie's job, she was a sex columnist. I didn't know that, but I do now. Um, in the new series, she's a sex podcaster. She podcasts like herself having sex. <laughs> it's not like OnlyFans. <laughs> no, um, she's just she's like a co-host of a podcast, like talking about sex. Um, and it made me realise no matter how bad of an episode we ever produce, it will never be as bad as the podcast that Carrie Bradshaw makes. And you're telling me that you've learned about podcasting through through Sex and the City, yeah? I've learned what not to do. <laughs> what not to do is rush into it like we did last week and record over Skype. <laughs> oh my lord. Yeah, we've learned our lesson. So anyone that's returned to us, thank you so much. Oh my god. I hope the quality of this is so much better. I honestly, what a joke. The bar is the floor from last week's episode. So. Yeah, I know. <gasps> You know that episode like, of Friends where Rachel was like, I was just going to go over the hall and write on Chandler. What were you thinking? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm going to write on Skype. <laughs> so we are one week into the new year, one week into 2022. Um, what are you binging, babe? Uh, no, absolutely nothing. That's healthy. That's probably and good. I ha- it's not through your choice. I haven't watched anything. I probably haven't watched anything for about a week, if not more. Watch just right. nothing. So my- watch nothing. My boyfriend has had a lovely Christmas break off and he's obviously really enjoyed that. Um, it's good for him, brilliant. I didn't get much of one, but we're not going to go into that. He's been playing PlayStation basically 24-7 for like a week and a half. And my TV in my bedroom is his TV with his PlayStation attached to it. We do not have a living room. We just have this one room. So all I've watched is the cutscenes of Death Stranding. That is what I've been binging. Oh, wow. It has been a huge disappointment. I would not recommend it to anyone. That is not joyful. That is... <laughs> it is noise. <laughs> do you think I laugh like Jimmy Carr or do you think Jimmy Carr laughs like me? Who came first, chicken or the egg? I mean, I've known myself longer than I've known him. <laughs> I think he's been alive longer. I'll give him that. So hopefully you haven't had the horrible um, experience I've had over the past week and a half of just having to wait for Tom to go back to work so I can watch normal TV again. What have you been binging? Can I just say the way you've described that, you've made yourself sound bedbound. <laughs> and you know what? Today is my first day that he's gone back to work. He's in his office and I've just done nothing. I've not watched any TV. No, but that's fine. It's healthy sometimes. I've, I've read a book. What did you read? It's called The Glass Woman. Hope she's okay. Hope she doesn't trip. <laughs> like showgirls. 
I've never seen it. I just, oh, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I know the rest of the story. <laughs> um, so I've been binging. I was going to say I've been binging Sex and the City, but A, we've spoken about that. And B, it only comes out one episode a week. So I, I don't think it counts as binging. Yeah. Um, so but me and Ollie have been watching a new Netflix series called Stay Close. Oh, I'm so excited for that. Yeah, so it's by Harlan Coburn and he's all, this is his third Netflix series, I think. So he did yeah. The Stranger and I'm he safe. did Safe. Yeah, so they're like ITV BBC dramas with a bit more budget is the way I would describe them because they are British yeah. dramas. It's brilliant. It's so good. The, it's, the acting's not great, but we're gripped. We've only got one episode left to go and... I need to know things, but I can't really say anything because A, it's not been out that long, so I don't think it's fair to anyone that hasn't yeah. had the chance to watch it yet. Like me. People who have been just forced not to watch television. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's really it's good my, though. Can recommend. It's one of my favourite hobbies, watching TV. You could almost count it as work because it's like research. You know, you could be like, Tom, you're actually stopping me. Yeah, like me. it's part of the podcast. You're yeah. stopping me from making content, Thomas. Is he Thomas? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 I sound so resentful of him, don't I? Yeah. Does anyone mm. call him Thomas? Mm, my mum, as a joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> she, she goes, Thomas? Like, <laughs> what, like Thomas, Tom- Thomas, Thomas, like, Thomas and Jerry? Like Tom and Jerry, yeah. Thomas? <laughs> There was something I did want to ask you, actually. Yeah. So it happened um, when I went to see Spider-Man: No Way Home for the second time the other week. <laughs> keeping Obsessed. this. Oh my god, I fucking I love Spider-Man anyway, and this movie's fantastic. Um, at the very end of the movie, I turned to my friend Kim and I said, "You know Andrew Garfield? Does he remind you of M's boyfriend Tom?" And she was like, "Yeah, I thought this. I thought this before." <gasps> like not just facially. I think he does look a bit like him facially. But also, like, some of his mannerisms and his personality. Just feel like they're quite similar. Yeah. And so I wanted to to wonder. I wondered and asked... It's not even a sentence. I was (laughs) thinking and wondering. uh, How does it feel that pretty much the entire internet is thirsting over Andrew Garfield right now? Which means, in turn, they are thirsting over your boyfriend. Uh, no comment. Not, Not even a little bit proud? It's, yeah, brilliant. <laughs> I love, I love Andrew Garfield. Yeah, me too. I'm really. And I'm I have like... for quite a long time, um, and I've never ever made that comparison personally. So I just think they're all idiots. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm... laughs> Should we recap on what we do? Let's go. Let's give him a recap. Go on. As you, so, as you know by now, each week we pick a playlist theme. Then we go away. We pick five songs each that we think best suit that playlist theme, and then we come together and share our thoughts and feelings on each other's playlists here. And this week, our playlist theme is songs for when you want to feel pure joy. <laughs> That's a really fun. A really fun theme. I think it's a really fun theme too. <laughs> I think it's one of our like less specific ones. I think we could have gone many ways with this. Yeah, I agree with you. I think like some of our episodes, it's going to allow for like a personal touch. And then some, um, like some songs will allow for a personal touch. And then I think some songs are just going to be like, yeah, that's a joyful song. And that's the end of it. There's no more left to say in the immortal yeah. words of Diana Ross. Shall I kick us off with one of those songs that I think is just pure joy? No personal reason, just pure joy. Go. It's September by Earth, Wind and Fire. Right? You know what? You're yeah. I mean, perfect. You're exactly right. It is little joy in a can. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a can of earth and winds and fires. I love this song. I've always loved this song. I the, I feel like it's impossible not to want to have a little boogie to it. Yeah, I think so. I think that well, actually, for a long time, this is probably one of my favourite songs, and it might be one of my favourite songs ever. Really? So yeah. Wh- why specifically for you does it make you feel joy? I've just said, George. <laughs> I don't know. Like, 
I did warn you, didn't I, before we did this, before I shared my place with you, that there was going to be a, quite a lot of soul on here. Yeah. Like, soul music for me is the music that blink- brings me joy, makes me so happy, um, especially, like, upbeat soul, like this funky 70s stuff. Mm. Joyful. Yes. Absolutely so, joyful. I mean, for me, this song has a joyful meaning because it was also my first dance at my wedding. It was, yeah, but it was not it a slow version. Yeah, so it was a cover done by Taylor Swift, who is my husband's favourite singer. Um, and yeah. she slowed it down as like a, a country style ballad. It's, it's, I like it. I really, really like it. it I mean, I, I can't imagine it would be to everyone's taste. And it's, you know, if you're probably a real big fan of soul music, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be your taste. But yeah, it my mum that... would literally like spit on it, wouldn't she? Oh, wow. Poor Taylor. <laughs> Ollie chose it. He it was his decision. We got married in September, so I think I think it's a little on the nose. But I love it's it. And it's really one, special to me. Another one like this that brings me joy for just like no real reason is um, actually quite a lot of the songs that I featured about thought about including that brought me joy for no real reason other than that I just think they're so happy and fun and danceable. Um, Worth songs that had something to do with your wedding. Come on, let's share. And it's share just it like um, I think it was just uh, like a happy accident, like this, because I know that your first dance was September and you got married in September. Um, even though it's a different version, another song just brings me pure joy for no absolute reason is um, this will be by Natalie Cole, which we've already included. Which we've already included, and um, for another one, I nearly I thought could I get away with including it again? Was I'm so excited by the Pointer Sisters? Oh, really? Because another yeah. one I thought I'd put in was Emotions by Mariah Carey, and that was your. Like and our first end- arrival, yeah. Another one as well. I thought about but didn't include was "It's Raining Men" by J- the Jerry Halliwell version <laughs> because it was that moment. So- <laughs> it was that moment where everyone. I'm was so on glad the- you didn't. <laughs> Come on, girls! Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> but it was that moment where you know everyone's on the dance floor. Yeah, and everyone was going nuts. I remember it for that reason. So although there isn't like a specific memory assigned to this one, like there's a subtle like link back there, to specific memory. But also, it's just one of my favourite songs ever. Doesn't it just make you want to dance? Like it's, I think sort of universe... dance around the kitchen in your pajamas, sort of. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a universally liked song. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Love it. Okay, well I'm going to do we my love first it. song now. We love it. Go on. We we don't like cricket. (laughs) (laughs) Carry on. So my first song is what I would describe as the template for a joyful song. And that's In A Smile by Texas. So I chose this song because I think, personally, this sort of song is the sort of song that instantly makes everyone just feel really happy. So you put this on your playlist and I was looking through it like it and I was like, I think I know that one, but I'm not sure what Texas song it is. It came on, I was like, instantly know this. And I texted you, didn't I? I was like, oh my God, such a good choice. It has made me smile from ear to ear. Yeah, you can't help but smile when you hear that song. And I know it's obviously a cliche because it's in the title. And Scottish Songbirds, Texas. I do actually have another reason I included this. And it's in the final moments of one of my all-time favourite movies. Oh, really? Yeah, in Bend It Like Beckham. I knew it would be Bend It Like Beckham. I love Bend It Like Beckham. I knew it is would that be Bend It Like Beckham. Um, is it the bit when Jess and Jules are walking through the airport as they're about to go to America to join? a foot? They've, they've been signed to like an American football team. So they're going through the airport and they see Posh and Bex walking like through. And they're like, it's Posh, it's Bex. It's like, you make me feel. Me feel. Yeah. 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 It's brilliant. Iconic. I was so Absolutely happy to have brilliant. it back in my life. I think it's that sort of song as well, isn't it? You forget about and then Radio 2 might play it one day or your friend makes yes. you listen to it as part of a podcast and you remember how <laughs> happy it makes you feel. Because I have listened to it a lot since you shared it with me. A lot. Have you? Oh, I love mm. that. Can I say something? Maybe a controversial opinion, I don't know. But Charlene yeah. Spateri, 
yeah. who is the lead singer of Texas. Would you say she's an underrated singer? Like, not. I think she's actually a really good singer, as well as being a member of the band. I think so. I think she's got a very unique voice. Yeah, I agree with you. But like, I think... I'm not sure she could pull off like Mariah Carey level of singing, but I like it. I like listening to her sing. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad. I think yeah. I think she's underrated. I think she deserves more praise as a singer as opposed to just being remembered for all these bangers because they have a lot of bangers. Texas. Yeah, they're one of those ones that they just like sort of fly under the radar, and you're like, oh yeah, this is great. This is great. This is great. But if you were to put their greatest hits on, yeah, it'd just be inescapable, wall to wall. Because the other day, I felt like listening to Simply Red. It's another band that remind me of Texas. Like, and then I put, I did a song radio on Spotify, and it was just so many bangers after that. Like Texas, Lighthouse Family, oh my God. Tracy Chapman. The Lighthouse Family did not have to go as hard as they did. I know, and I Lit- feel, I feel like this was all the same sort of time, wasn't it? Like late nineties, early noughties. Yeah, the Cardigans. Oh my God! Yeah, the Cardigans. Was it my favorite game? Was that their big song? I thought it was loveful. Maybe they had more than one song. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> right, bring us up. Come on, what's our next song? What's bringing joy? Um, our next song is... I can't remember. Let's do Mind Trick by Jamie Cullen. If there's music in the night and it's really, really right, it's the only thing... An album track. Is it? An album track. I don't think this was ever released. I don't think anyone else in the world has heard this song from me. So when I saw Jamie Collum's name, yeah, I've heard it now. When I saw Jamie Collum's name on that list, I won't, I must admit, I did an eye roll so hard that my eyes have only just returned to the front of my face. Um, George, I was, I would have expected nothing less. He's just not, you know, he's not a bit of me. He's not, he's not for me. No. Jamie C. But I really like this song. I'm going to give it a seven and a, a seven out of ten. Seven and That's a half good out of for ten. You. I like yeah. it when this, the weird songs that I bring get sevens from you. <laughs> I think seven's fine. Why did you bring it? Um, firstly, I like the subject matter of this one. I love that he's singing about the positivity of music and how it makes you feel. You know what I think of it as a really joyful thing in a song? It's almost got that gospelly bit in it where the whole, like a choir starts joining in and laughing and chatting in the background. I think that's brilliant. It's like a buzz, like an atmosphere. Yeah. There's a point where someone goes, oh, hey, okay. And then he starts singing. Like, just spits like, it's just great. Oh, like, yeah, I liked it. it. I'm not saying I'm going to return to it. in the background there. <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm going to return to it after this episode. But I can see why it would bring joy to someone. Yeah, and so you know what you were saying about how the lyrics, you know, about music sparking joy and bringing that to your life. It Marie Kondo's yeah. your life, as it as it were. Yeah. I, complete, I can, can totally relate to that. I'm the sort of person, if I'm, you know, stressed or panicked or in any kind of bad mood, I know to know I need to put on some songs and some of those songs that are coming up t- later on. Um, some of the songs we've talked about lots in the past as well. I'll yeah. put on music and... Um, and I know that my mood is elevated. So actually a perfect example of that that I did nearly include but decided not to is All I Want for Christmas Is You by Mariah Carey. That was on the list for a while, wasn't it? It was. And then I was like, it's going to be January. People are all Christmas now. We don't need that. Um, but for me, I do. If I'm, you know, it could be June. It could be today. If I'm feeling just a bit overwhelmed, I'll ask the Google just to play that one song for me. And she just, she just lifts me up. I think everyone's got that as well, haven't they? Like, there's music... That's one of the reasons that we started this playlist. We are getting so meta right now. One of the reasons we started this podcast was because... We talked about, didn't we, how music can sometimes be, like, overwhelming and the amount that there is out there that you love or want to listen to. But, like, at the same time, certain genres are perfect for certain occasions and certain playlists for certain moods. And it's about finding that music that's the mood that you are in at that time which is what what this is for. And I think that song just sort of encompasses music as a general and how they can change the way that you feel. But it just depends on what kind, or how you feel and what the music is. But it's encompassingly 
I've just made up that word. That's what it does. <laughs> All encompassing, I think, is the word. That's it. That's it. <laughs> As Sophie Ellis Bexter once said, music gets the best of me, but guess who gets the rest of me? Who does? I think she's singing about a man. She's like, music gets the best of me, but you still get the rest. Yeah, she's that's fine. Yeah, you still get, yeah. You still get like the rest of me, but music is getting the best. As Jamie Cullum has said, if there's music in the night and it's really, really right, it's the only thing I need. Love that. It your mind or your troubles left behind. So come on and take the lead. It's not just me who feels it. Music plays a mind trick. Do you want me to go on? I did, I did not know I'd come to a slam poetry. <laughs> Anyway, um, I've got some Jamie Cullum in there and it wasn't jazzy or weird. It was funky and soulful and joyful. Yeah, perfectly listenable is what I would describe it as. Well, thank you very much. Jamie will be pleased. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure he listens. (laughs) Okay, so my next song is Maria by Blondie. I thought I'd keep us on the theme of bands with a female lead singer. I thought I'd keep that that vibe going for a bit. Okay. Okay. I think, I personally think that there must be a reason that this is on here. There is a specific reason why this is on here. I knew there would be a specific reason why this one's on here. Because for me, this one doesn't automatically bring joy. Like, I can't see the clear joy in it. Okay. I'm ready for the reason. I mean, a, a small reason and what kind of led me there initially is Blondie as a band for me are, they are a perfect um, band to have on at full volume whilst I'm doing the cooking, whilst I'm doing the cleaning. I love Blondie. Um, but no, this song actually always really reminds me of my dad. I knew it would be your dad. I knew it. Yeah. So um, my dad dropped me off to school. Oh God, it must have been, I was under the age of 10. But the memory is really crystal clear. And he was dropping me off to school and we were pulling up and the radio was like, brand new song here from Blondie. And I think it must have been at a time where they hadn't been around for a little while. I think this was their comeback. Really? Yeah, they'd been massive in like the, the, the 80s. And then I think they disappeared a little bit. But this late, it was like them, they reformed or whether they, you know, they'd been releasing music. But this was their first big this was their big comeback single. They hadn't had a hit for a long time when they released this. So, and my dad heard him say Blondie and he was like, I just remember him being like doing a double take at the radio and I've never seen anyone look so excited. He turned the radio up full volume and we listened. I remember the very first time I heard this song, like the premiere of it on the radio. And I just remember it was such a fun memory of like driving to school with my dad, full volume, Maria, and hearing it for the very first time and sticks with me. I love that. Right? I was ready to shoot down this choice, George, but when it's got, like I said, some of them are going to have personal reasons, and here we are. Exactly. And then, um, so although we talked about my very first concert um, was S Club 7 with my mum, my first cool concert was Blondie, <laughs> was Blondie with my dad. Um, we went to see Blondie. She, she, they actually did the Ports of Guildhall. No um, way. Yeah, I know, Debbie right? Harry has not been to Portsmouth. She has, and I've seen her there. <laughs> And it was brilliant because they just came out and they opened with Atomic and they just went through all the hits after hit, after hit, after hit, after hit. Because they've got so many hits. Yeah, because like they're another one of those ones where, I don't know, I don't think I could compile a huge list of Blondie songs, but I reckon I could hear tons of them and be like, oh yeah, I love this one. Oh yeah, I love this one. A classic. And also, my mum's called Debbie and my dad's called Harry. <laughs> I've never thought about that. <laughs> he's actually called Andrew but everyone calls him Harry it's not because of Blondie is it no no should I tell you it's actually quite quick when my mum and dad got together or they first started dating uh, my mum had a brother called Andrew and she had a nephew called Andrew and she basically was just like I can't have another Andrew in my life I'm gonna have to call you something else and he wore at the time there was a brand of jacket called Harrington and he wore those and my mum was like I'm gonna call you Harry and now everyone calls him Harry Pretty much everyone calls him Harry. Yeah. She's a trendsetter. <laughs> She's always been. So, yeah. De- <laughs> and, maybe, and maybe in her mind she was creating Debbie Harry. Who knew? Who knows? Because I feel like that's also a good story. Maybe it we is. should change it to that. <laughs> 
<laughs> she we'll rewrite like the past. She don't care. Walking on in Enchanted Air. Ooh, I also love that Debbie Harry does not have a whole lot of vocal ability, but she's fully insistent on being a lead singer of a band. Yeah, well, she's got the lead singer of a band qualities. She just hasn't got the voice. I'll give her that. Yeah, I love Debbie <laughs> Harry. I love Debbie Harry. Well, she's an icon. She is. She's an icon. An icon. Go on then, what's next? It's um, Love, Love, Love by Donny Hathaway. So, is there a story that goes with this one then? Not a not a specific story, um, but interesting. <laughs> and that's the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. No, I don't know. I don't think any of them were like hugely personal in terms of like I have a memory associated with it. But this song is probably my favourite song. Of all time? Yeah. Oh, well, it's, it's definitely up there and it's a recent addition. What, so it's like a recent discovery for you? Yeah, because Donny Hathaway obviously isn't because I've grown up with soul music. Um, but I got obsessed with it last year. Because I like, I think what I've done is my mum's introduced me to music, and then I've been like, right, I'm going to make my own mind up about that. Well, that's how it should be, right? Yeah, um, but what it's done is led me into like sort of like neo soul and stuff. But I, this was just on a playlist last year that Spotify made for me, like a radio, my kitchen radio or something like that. It was my top song of the year, 2021. Yep. Um, I just listened to it constantly, maybe nearly every day. Wow. So I have to say, and I'm hopefully going to make you very happy. I fucking loved this <laughs> isn't it beautiful oh my god it's so good i wish i could sing as well as that he just make it just makes me smile his voice is incredible the the way that it's written just makes me smile and there are all these soft moments in it and these happy moments and the way that whoever he's singing about fuck love's never gonna be as good as that <laughs> yeah, I just I love mean- it I'm glad. So my knowledge of Donny Hathaway songs has now expanded. It's doubled. I've now doubled the knowledge <laughs> of Donny Hathaway songs. It's one of them a Christmas song, George. Oh no! I've, no, I haven't. And I've tripled. No, I haven't. I've, <laughs> it doesn't work. It does not work. I knew. I mean, I know song for you. Yeah. Oh um, God! Also, so beautiful. I didn't. I forgot about this Christmas because in my it's mind, Christmas. that's my that's Patty Labelle. In my yeah. mind. <laughs> Anyway, I'm really glad you liked it because it like it means the world. To, like it doesn't have anything really special about it. It just makes me like warm and fuzzy and happy when I hear it. Why? Well, I, I agree with you. It gave me yeah, it gave me like the warm and fuzzies. Yeah, it's one of those, isn't it? Definitely. Um, I don't think it was an obvious choice either. No, it definitely wasn't an obvious choice at all. So I'm now going to take us in the most polar opposite direction from Donny Hathaway. And my next song is I'm in the mood for dancing by the Nolans. <laughs> oh. Obviously, I love a girl band. So much. I love girl bands. I love. I believe they count. <laughs> what are they, M? What are they if they're not a girl they're band? A girl band. Exactly. They are actually officially one of the world's most successful girl bands. Is this what you were telling me about earlier? No. So I will get into that in just a second. But oh. the reason I chose this. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason I chose this song as a song that brings me joy is this is the one of those songs that I will put on when I need to just have my spirit lifted. But I've never heard this song and not instantly wanted just to dance. And I obviously, I know the song is called I'm in the mood for dancing. I just love, it makes me really want to dance. I've never heard this song and not instantly smiled. So like, I do not like this song. <laughs> well, that's I do shame. not like the, I do not like the note, but like, it's not like, um, I think you probably knew that was the response. Yeah, I was hoping, you know, maybe for a bit more positivity from you there, but that's <laughs> fine. But... Wait, here we go. Um, so this is very like you—you you get it, right? It's like that Abbey cheesy 
could oh my be God. on Eurovision like vibe. And you know that's not my thing. Yeah. But it does really like happily remind me of like family parties. Oh my lord, yeah, that's actually a really good way. Yeah, I can see or like, that. And everyone... it's kind of generic at the same time as being recognisable. Yeah, and everyone would be like, oh god, it's the Nolans, but it wouldn't matter. Like everyone would get up and dance anyway. But I think so... it has got that air of like cheesy, a bit tacky. Oh my lord, there's not a tackier song that I can think of. But, but it, just... it doesn't stop people getting up and dancing to it. People would and be having like, a good time. But talking about things, you know, the Nolans don't just spark me joy, Em. They spark a lot of Japanese people joy as well. (laughs) They spark joy for the entire nation of Japan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so um, it is is to be believed that the Nolan sisters are a very successful girl band in Japan. Of course they are. And I sent you a performance earlier, didn't I, of them performing I'm in the mood for dancing in Japanese. (laughs) I think I said something along the lines of, for being a Japanese thing, that was the least Japanese thing I've ever heard. <laughs> they were singing in Japanese, and then I don't think I've ever heard anything sound more like Dutch. I've heard there's a few songs in the world that exist where they've been originally sung, sung in English that then get translated into another language due to like for its popularity in that country. But it does my favourite thing, where there's some words that just don't translate. Yeah. Um, and so they don't they just sing the they sing the english word instead it like happened in the 2000s when girls aloud did i can't speak french they also recorded a version of it in french Meta. but there's no french word for funky music so they were like nepali français à la flette la funky music and then just back into french like it was just that <laughs> another thing that's obviously difficult about the japanese version of that song is that the Nolan sisters do not speak Japanese. They obviously just... Bernie just obviously had the words, didn't she? But you've heard... You've heard... You've heard Japanese people speak English. You've heard French people speak English. I've heard... I've tried to speak different languages in other countries. Your accent rarely changes. So she was singing Japanese in an English accent, which must have lost half the meaning anyway. <laughs> she was not singing in a Japanese accent. She was just singing Japanese words. Yeah, I will. I mean, I'm going to end it here. But I think Bernie had the hardest job because whilst the others just had to do ooh, 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 Bernie had to learn an entire song in Japanese. Do you know what it reminded me of? What? The start of Temple of Doom where she's singing Anything Goes in Chinese. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, brilliant. Brilliant. That was on the other day. Okay. (laughs) Get on your feet and baby dance. So obviously I don't, it's not my favourite song, but I do appreciate its addition on a joyful playlist. I really do. Oh, good. Come on then, give me your next one so I can slag it off. Uh, I don't think you will. My next song is Picture of You by Boy's Own. Why I screamed when I saw this on your playlist. <laughs> Why did you, the song I'm, bring you joy? So firstly, it's just, it's just amazing. It's just so... you Like you said, you screamed when you saw it. You smile when you hear it. But you originally... I'm not going to spoil it for the following weeks. But you originally had a boy's own song on this playlist in your like, first draft. And all I did was look at it and go, that's not even the most joyful boy's own song. <laughs> <laughs> and then as soon as you took it off, I was like... Right, I'm going in with the most joyful boy's own song. And you think it's this? Yeah, 100%. I mean, for me, this song has too much Ronan Keating and not enough Stephen Gately. I know, I love Ronan Keating. Keating? Keating. I love Ronan Keating. Yes! He's like the male Irish Cher. You say I could make a mistake. She should have covered it. She should have covered it. You know how she did her ABBA album. She should now yeah, do a boy's own she album. Do a boy's. Do you also appreciate the way I said boy's own? Like um, like Geraldine Granger does. Of <laughs> oh no, we all fancy we all fancy the, the same book, but boy's own. <laughs> like it's two words. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I I used to really love boy's own. I like the one with the um, the scar in his eyebrow. 
Oh, Sh- Shane. Yeah, and Keith, I think I liked as well. There was, let's see if we can remember them. There was Shane, Ronan, Stephen, Keith, Keith. and the other one. Oh, that's a shame for him. <laughs> so, I remember when. You know what is sh- good about Boyzone? What? Three of them have got really Irish names. Shane, Keith Ronan and, Ronan. and Keith, yeah. And I think Stephen, because it's like Catholic, isn't it? Yeah, maybe, but like Shane, we Keith don't... and Ronan doesn't get more Irish, does it really? It does not. Oh, I mean, I think we should take a little more. I just think Stephen Gately needs to be more appreciated. I've always had a little soft spot for him. Do you know that Stephen Gately sang, I think he was the singing voice of Hercules. What, in the movie? I'm pretty sure he, he is. I'm going to have to Google it, but... You're going to have to Google it because I don't believe that. I don't believe a word of that. And whilst you're there, maybe find out the actual other member of Boyzone. Are you sure he didn't just do, like, the song for the soundtrack, the way Demi Lovato did? Or Peter Andre did? No, because the song for the soundtrack was Michael Bolton. Oh, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's called then. Shooting Star. Oh, it, no, it was... He was going to sing it and then um, they were going to include it and then they included a different song. Aww. So they put, go the, they put go, go the Distance in. But it was originally written. For Stephen Gately. Oh, now, I, I mean, I was never a boy band person, but I, I, I've got, I like Boyzone. A little soft spot for Boyzone. If I had to pick an Irish boy band, I'd pick Boyzone. Oh, yeah. Over Westlife, 100%. Because at least Boyzone had a bit of, their songs have a bit of character. Yeah. Although there is something to be said about that cover of Uptown Girl. Oh no, I could can't I can't be dealing with it. No. No, I just don't have like nothing to do with Westlife at all. Thanks. <gasps> all right, shall I give my next song? Yeah, go for it. But oh no, but what did you think of this choice as a joyful song? Oh, brilliant! Really uplifting. It's the sort of song like it's a bit of cheesy, uplifting joy. Yeah. Again, family party with the Nolans. Yeah, I think it would. And that, again, like in a smile, probably forgotten about. And then when you hear it, you're like, fuck, that's a banger. That is a banger. I'm now almost, I'm thinking when I go um, and go for a little walk later for my, for a bit more exercise, I may put on more Boy Zone. I may put on the greatest hits of Boy Zone. Because I also like No Matter What. Chicka-ba-ba. No matter what they do. Ta-da. And I also uh, like Ronan Keating's solo stuff there. I said it. Right, we need to move on. Life is, that... is a roller coaster, George. You're never going to come back from that, Em. <laughs> My next song is Defying Gravity by Patrice Topoki. Because someone says they're so. Some things I cannot change. But till I try, I'll never know. Too long I've been afraid of losing love. I guess I. Okay, so I chose this song because one of the things in this world that brings me a lot of joy are musical theatre divas. Also I like just generally I, musical theatre. Generally, yeah, okay, yeah, generally musical theatre, but I love it when you get the song where the female lead is just going for it. You know, people like Adina Menzel, Kerry Ellis, Lucy Jones, Cynthia Erivo, Amber Riley, Cassidy Jansen, you know, all of... there's, And that's just off the top of my head. There's so many... So many. So I thought I couldn't make a playlist of joyful songs and not include a West End musical theatre diva singing her heart out. A leading lady belter. A leading lady belter. So I chose this version. This version was introduced to me some point last year. And I flipping love it. I love the way that... I like how she chooses to sing it differently because I actually think Defying Gravity is that song now that it's a bit dumb. Yeah, everyone's got a version of it on their musical theatre cover album, haven't they? They do, yeah. You know, and for a long time, I was a bit like, if you're not Adina, I don't want it. But I like this version because I like the bit, especially that iconic final 90 seconds where she makes different choices. Yeah, it is different. She does... um... What's the word that musicians use? Like, arrange it differently. It's like, yeah, arrange slightly just, differently. She didn't just rock up to the studio that day and go, right, come on then, let's do Define Gravity. She did I, it in a totally different way. And I love that. I, that's why That's why I chose this version of the song. So I I obviously love this song. 
there's mm-hmm. a bit a, a line in it and i told you about it um and it's if you can't find me look to the western sky and the way that that is delivered will impact my opinion of the song although Ooh. i thought this was good <laughs> I do yeah. not feel like she delivered that line in the way that I wanted, which is pretty much exactly the way that Adina Menzel looks like. <laughs> it kind of goes against what you were saying, that she makes different choices, which I appreciate. But now I would have put Adina's in. I felt like I, that would have been a bit on the nose for me to go for Adina as You're well. You're right. You are right. The choice of hers that I like the most is that a whoa, whoa, whoa. She doesn't just do the standard whoa, classic, whoa. a whoa, whoa, whoa. She like changes the key. She does a different thing with her voice. It's brilliant. So she's actually an Australian actress who played Elphaba in Australia. For you to appreciate it, she must have played Elphaba on stage. I don't think she'd like put up with someone that didn't. No, otherwise... Defying Gravity. I sometimes like, yeah, because I think there are some people that have done Defying Gravity on their musical theatre cover album. And I think you have just done that because it's the classic musical theatre song. Yeah, you haven't been the character. You haven't played the character, like... So, yeah, she... um, Yeah, she's actually had a really... I looked her up because I was interested. She's had a really long, accomplished career. Um, She's Maori slash Irish. So cool. According to her website. She played Alphabet in Australia. She played Fontaine on the West End. She's done Belle in Beauty and the Beast. She has done The Lion King and she is currently playing Satine in Moulin Rouge in Australia. That's really cool. There's some so good she's, parts. She she's a leading a, lady. She is Australia's leading lady. If we have any listeners in Australia, I'm happy to be corrected. But my little bit of knowledge is that she is the best you've got. And I'm happy for that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck everyone else off, I would. It's not like I'm saying she's the best you've got and she's awful. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. Saying, and she's the best you've got, is she? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I, I really like this version. You didn't love this version as much as I did. But it no. brings me joy. And but, but all West End ladies bring me joy. You know, they're out there doing their thing, killing it. Uh, yeah, and Define Gravity is like a joyful song and it's a reminder of a joyful experience and a musical. And it, yeah, it's brilliant. And um, I did say? appreciate listening to a new version, but is it going to top Irina? Not sure anything ever will. Shall we do my last song? <laughs> I think we should. <laughs> my last song is the song Joyful Joyful, but it's specifically the Sister Act 2 version of the song, which, as a disclaimer, is not on Spotify, so will not be on the playlist. <laughs> it yeah of course i did well what kind of what kind of (laughs) podcaster would i be if i didn't watch that because you say that you find the original sister act boring i do i I don't really like i don't really like the movie sister act and then i said you should watch sister act 2 and this is why oh hang on no i didn't watch the film i just watched the youtube clip no exactly but still this is a brilliant example of why the second film is better (laughs) <laughs> so why have you chosen this as a joyful song other than the fact it's called joyful joyful that's a lot of it whenever <laughs> anyone says it whenever anyone says joyful in my head i go joyful joyful Lord, we so i'm not but ba- i'm not vaguely religious like even the tiniest bit but how uh, happy is it it's such oh, a happy well, it, song yeah it's really uplifting and it, it made me feel feel the lord for for a brief moment and also th- this specific version i love because lauren hill's voice is just on a, oh. in a different place entirely. Yeah, she's incredible. Um, not entirely sure where she's come from. Probably an angel or an alien or some kind, something like that. Um, but also, I, I love the rapping. I love all the dancing that's part of it. And so like, I, I did want to touch on the being rapping. as a team. Yeah, I did want to touch on the rapping. It actually reminded me of the rap from the Kylie Minogue song "Shocked." <laughs> Maybe she took inspiration. Well, when did that... I think Kylie's come out in, like, 92. When uh, did, when did this come out? <gasps> 93! Ooh, oh. but it was probably written before. Maybe there was some collaboration going on. I'm not going to bring a lawsuit to either Whoopi or Kylie's door. But, it, but. It, I just think it's brilliant. And then another reason that I've put this in is because, again, we're, like, talking about not being religious, which I am not. But gospel music, just, like... 
Oh my lord! Yes, that it brings. I would hundred percent go to like a gospel church and like be part of that, but also that would be like insulting because I'd have no interest in worshiping God. You're just here for a bit of a sing song. But I do love like the way that the gospel music affects the people that are in those scenarios, and like, oh yeah, I just think it's brilliant. I just think gospel music is amazing, and this is the way that I can access it without feeling like (laughs) hugely offensive to Christianity because it's from Sister Act Two. So I did wonder. If the movie Joyful Noise took some inspiration from Sister Act 2 as well. Oh, when 100%. I, it must have. Because obviously a lot of the soundtrack of the movie Joyful Noise is built around pop songs being reinterpreted from a religious angle. Yeah. And then obviously in this, when they get to, you know, the Janet Jackson section and they're like, yeah. what have you done Don't for him lately? lately. Mm. I mean, it's a bit better than in Joyful Noise when they sing... Yeah, by Usher. Yeah, we spoke like about me, that, I think. Did we? I well, we they have. do. They do, and it's better than that. It was brilliant. I really enjoyed it. Really, it's such really a good it. performance, and in general, like the dancing, everything, I love it. They but need to get yeah. their ass together and get it on Spotify. Yeah, I know, it's really annoying. I looked for, I was looking for playlists and stuff, and it's just weird people doing covers of it. Uh, it's, oh. Like, I get that it's a joyful song because it is gospel and joyful's in the name and it's just happy and uplifting and all that stuff. But I need the Lauren Hill version specifically with the there's rapping. Obviously, there's obviously some kind of rights issue. Yeah. But anyway, that's what, that's the song that I consider to be joyful. Because whenever you say the word joyful, I just start singing it automatically in my head. Love that journey for you. That was brilliant. That was really good. Okay. Well, my final song is Wannabe by the Spice Girls. So, this is obviously, I think, maybe a bit more personal than just because it's got the word joyful in the title. But (laughs) Spice Girls, they're just my girls. I love the Spice Girls so much. And if I hear any Spice Girls song, it makes me so happy. But there is nothing quite like being in a stadium with 90,000 people losing your absolute mind to the actual Spice Girls performing Wannabe for you on stage. I mean, I can't, Im- I actually can't imagine. It was incredible. I thought that like, the building was literally shaking. I was listening to it this morning on my way to get a coffee and I could feel myself like wanting to dance like in the street. Doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. He does that. I just think it's brilliant. I think it's really uplifting. I think it's quite an empowering song. It's obviously all about girl power. Yeah. Girl it? power. Girl power. That's Cheat Girls. Yeah. Another girl band. And obviously, you know, I've brought two girl bands to the pod for the first time. But I just thought if I'm going to pick a song that encompasses how the Spice Girls make me feel, it probably has to be Wannabe. It's just iconic. Is there a band that have had a better debut single than Wannabe? This was their first song. Probably not. I mean, from that very first moment with the footsteps and Mel B's laugh... All the way through. <laughs> she was on a panel show over Christmas and she laughed. And I just went, yo, I'll tell you what I want. What, what, what I really, really, really want. want. So it's, it's great. The video, everything about it. Everything about this song is just uplifting, joyful. And I think obviously for our generation, it's it's very nostalgic. Yeah, there will not well. be a person like that's turning 30 or in their early 30s that would hear this song and be like, turn this off, don't like it. I don't think there would be anyone. No, and I'm not going to go ahead and say it's the best Spice Girls song, because it's not. But it's a banger, nevertheless. Is it, like, encompassing... We'll we'll do this word again. Is it, like, all-encompassing for, like, the Spice Girls for you, like, right now? Is that why you've included it? Yeah, I would say so. I think it's also the most obvious example of how joyful they are as a group. Yeah, how fun. Because I think they are a joyful group. I think they are. What about Viva Forever? That is a very sad song. And it's quite difficult to listen to as a Spice Girls fan because Jerry left the group around that time. Um, You shouldn't have brought that up. I cannot believe you've done that to me. But we'll move on. We'll move on. No, I think one of my favourites is Say You'll Be There. That's a favourite of mine. Who who do you think you are? Spice Up Your Life? You can't not have... A good time to their songs. I know. I do. I do agree. 
Yeah, that's sad. That's depressing. Guess as well, touching on it, we spoke about how like music is really important. And maybe this isn't the coolest thing to admit in the world, but they were definitely the first time I was aware of the music that I liked. You know, pr- prior to that, it was it was just what was on. There would just been songs that I knew. Yeah. Or songs that, you know, your mum and dad chose whatever was on. The Spice Girls were the very first time I can remember choosing this is what to i like want to something. listen to this is my thing yeah i remember my my sister god how old would she have been so they came out in 96 or 97 so she would have been under a year old and my dad and my sister walked to like the local shop and came back and i remember my sister being sat in her push chair and she just like really little and just like outstretched her arm and she just had their album on cassette for me and just looked at me like no idea what's going on she's just been told when you get in Hold that out to George. Give that to George, okay? Yeah. So that's what happened, and I've got a really cute memory of that. I wonder if I want. Well, she'll hear this, and she'll she'll tell me whether she whether any. You know, my mum she won't remember it, but my mum and dad might. Who knows? Yeah, if she remembers that. She's a genius. Like there's something <laughs> we, like wrong. We should get we should get her tested. <laughs> yeah, like NASA will want to hear about that. <laughs> right, are we ready for the? Mega playlist choices for the week. Okay, well, if you take everyone else's order first and just come back to me, I'll quickly decide. Uh, so mine is In a Smile by Texas. Ah. Uh, it was between that and Wannabe, but I think Wannabe is a more obvious choice. My choice is is the Donny Hathaway one. My choice is Love, Love, Love by Donny Hathaway. Oh, my God. It's on the mega playlist. Yay. It's not really the vibe, but it's on there. <laughs> I mean, it goes. We've got Superstition on there. I was re- looking at it earlier. We've got some other stuff on there that it goes with, I think. Excellent. So going on the mega playlist is Love, Love, Love by Donny Hathaway and In a Smile by Texas. What a, a buried bunch we've come up with this week. What a fun episode. I've enjoyed I know. today. Me too. I do, miss, I do miss having you beside me, though. I'm okay. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Are you joking? No, no it is fine. much better. Like... I feel like the band is better when we're together, but it'll do. <laughs> so it's just about time for us to wrap up and say where you can find us. So you can have a little look for us on Instagram and Twitter at Songs for When Pod. Um, and if you're interested in listening to any of the playlists uh, that we've created so far, you can find them if you search Songs for When on Spotify. They are all there from series one, two, and now from three. Okay, so we're now just going to say goodbye with the words of Kim English and just say joy, joy unspeakable joy. Mm-hmm.